Well, I just want to welcome everyone here to Embrace at all of our campuses. We're thrilled and honored that you are here. My name is Adam. I'm one of the pastors here. And we're truly overjoyed that you have decided to come. And it looks like I'm the only one who got the memo today. I heard it was good-looking sweater Sunday. And so I wore my good-looking sweater today. Uh, no, truth be told, though, I was actually, this is not a joke, I was actually given this sweater from a Minnesota Vikings fan. Uh, a few weeks back, which is so nice. I've found that the, the Vikings are always very, very generous. Every single year, they somehow give away the playoffs, you know? They're just kind of generous people. No, but seriously, though, I just have one quick thing to mention before we get started. Uh, this year, we're challenging everyone at Embrace to consider giving a one-time year-end gift above what we normally give. And with this year-end gift, we're splitting it three different ways. The first way that we're splitting it is to our kids' area. Uh, we're going to give it to our kids and youth area, just improving those environments to make them the best they can be to reach people and our students and our kids for Jesus. That's the first third. The second third, we're giving to our campus pastors at all of our campuses, and we're just giving them the green light to do what they need to do. If there's things at their campus that are broken, if there's things that they need, if there's something for outreach, that they just have the ability to do that. And then lastly, the last third, we're giving away to two local nonprofits. And honestly, from a financial picture, this makes no sense whatsoever. And yet I love that we're doing it. Why? Because we are the church. And that's what we should be doing. And so honestly, I'm thrilled about how God is going to use it. If you want to give a year-end gift, you can give online at imembrace.com backslash give. You can also write a check. Make sure in the memo line you write year-end. If any gifts given between now and on December 31st are tax deductible, but more than any other time, I'm praying that as a church that we just become more and more generous with everything that we have, not just our money, everything, our time, our gifts, our talents, whatever it is, I pray that we just be looking for ways that we can be a blessing to others, specifically to others outside the church, all right? Well, right now, we're in a series called Christmas Brings, and as we've been saying, Christmas brings a whole lot of different things, but one of the things that Christmas can often bring is stress, right? Like Christmas, it can just be stressful. And there's so many awkward different situations and decisions that come up that you have to make. Like, do you buy your boss a present for Christmas or not? And if you don't, will they hate you, right? And also, if you're dating someone, there's just a lot of pressure in this season. It's like everyone is getting engaged. And so even if you've been dating for like a week, all of a sudden it's like, should we get engaged? You know, like, should, do we? And should we have four kids or six kids? Why am I feeling this pressure? I don't even know your middle name yet, you know? And so, like, it's like, just that. And if you are married, one of the circumstances that comes up every single Christmas, it's a stressful situation, is deciding which side of the family to celebrate Christmas with, right? And what you're basically trying to decide is which side of the family do you love more, you know? Mom, I'm just kidding, kind of, sort of. Anyways, and even when it comes to something simple, like picking out a movie, Do you go with the classic Christmas Vacation or do you go with the new classic Elf? There's just lots of hard things to decide. And I'm joking here, but again, so often Christmas brings us stress. But whether it's Christmas or it's just stress in general, stress is something that so many of us wrestle with and carry and deal with on a daily basis. One recent study showed that over 70% of Americans show physical and psychological signs of stress. Basically, 7 out of 10 of us we're going crazy, right? Like we are a stressed people and whether it's fear or worry or there's things in our life that are just not right so often, 
There's this constant tension inside of us. So often there is stress in our lives. I mean, when it comes to our schedules, it's like we're trying to juggle 16 different things at once, and there's always so much to do, and it always constantly feels like we're failing at something. As a parent, as a, a coworker, at life in general, and it's just stressful. And then there's the stress and the constant striving inside of us. And I need to do more, and I need to be better at, and I need to have more, and we're not even sure who or what we're chasing after, but we're chasing after something. And especially with social media, I mean, does anyone else just feel horrible about your life after like two or three minutes on Facebook? And out of nowhere, honestly, this is not, I'm not, not a joke, out of nowhere, there's just a stress that fills your life. And when it comes to fear, there's always something to be fearful of. It seems like each day there's something else that will potentially kill you. It's like too much sun is bad, but don't stay inside because that's bad. And everything in general, it's just bad. But truth be told, there's a fear of being lonely. There's the fear of losing someone that we love. There's, fear, there's the fear of feeling like an outsider and not fitting in. And just in general, so often, there's just this feeling like we're not enough. And something's missing in our life. Not to mention all the chaos going on in this world and the storms that we're walking through. And if we don't have stress or worry on any given day, it's like we dream up something to worry about. And with all of it, there is just so much stress. Again, so often Christmas and life as a whole, it brings us stress. But in the story that we've been looking at in Luke 2, we've been talking about the fact that Christmas brings us so much more. It just brings us more. I mean, in the story for our series, we're told that this angel comes to a group of shepherds out in the fields. And listen to what happens. This is Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 10. It says, the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, he has been born today in Bethlehem. Then skipping to verse 13, it says, Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those whom God is, is pleased with. Again, this angel comes and he says, I bring you good news that will bring great joy. The Savior, he has been born. And then an army of angels... Like a great amount, a great assembly of angels show up and they start praising God, declaring glory to God in the highest and peace, peace on earth to those whom God is pleased with. And so for all of us here today, Christmas, it brings a lot of things, right? But hear this, one of the things that it brings is peace. Christmas, it brings us a whole lot of things, but one of the things is peace. I mean, in this Savior, in Jesus this army of angels tells us that Christmas brings us peace. Now, just a little bit of insight around this word. You see, at the time, this word peace was used for military peace, and it was the absence of war. And so when there was peace, there wasn't war. And when there was war, there wasn't peace. Again, it was a military peace. And in knowing this, it's kind of cool that we're told that an army, right? Military peace, it's kind of cool that we're told that an army of angels were the ones that came to announce that because of Jesus, peace on earth had come. But hear this, with Jesus, his peace is so much deeper. His peace is so much richer. I mean, we can have his peace when there isn't war, but get this, it can also be experienced in the very midst of war itself. Again, we can have his peace when there isn't war and also when there is war. And so translation for us, yes, we can experience God's peace when things are great. 
And yes, we can experience God's peace when we feel good about our life and about ourselves and we're we're content and we're not going through any storms. And yes, we can sense God's peace when we don't want to body slam anyone and our kids are good and our life is good and our work is good and Facebook is good and the world is good and we're not consumed with stress. Again, yes, we can experience God's peace when there isn't any war in our lives. It's perfect. Of course we can. But hear this with Jesus. We can also experience his peace when our lives are so imperfect. Not just when they're perfect, but also when they're imperfect. I mean, in the midst of a week where we feel like we're drowning, in the middle of a storm that doesn't seem to have an end, when we're unsure of ourselves and everything in it, and the world is broken, our lives are broken, and there's just so much stress and tension inside of us, like even in the midst of a war itself because of Jesus We can have and we can experience his peace even there. Even in the craziness of life, we can experience God's stillness, his wholeness, his contentment, his rest, instead of worrying and stressing and being restless because of Jesus, we can be filled with God's supernatural peace. And so again, because of Jesus, Christmas brings us peace, right? And with this today, I just want to ask and answer two simple questions. I just want to cover two simple yet very important questions around peace. I mean, when it comes to true peace, the first question I just want to ask is, how do we get it? Like, peace is something that we're all searching for, right? And seven out of ten of us are losing our minds, and and so everybody's searching for peace, and we don't have any. And so how do we get it? How do we get and have peace in our life? The answer, Jesus How do we get peace? Run to Jesus. How stay close to Jesus? How remain in Jesus? How follow Jesus? How do we get and have this peace in our lives? Jesus. And that sounds too simple, right? And for some of us longtime followers of Jesus, we want something deeper than that. But I just look at kids, which is who, by the way, Jesus told us to look at. And when they're hurt, when they're scared, when kids are overwhelmed or stressed, what do they do? They just want to be close to mom and dad, right? I mean, it's just immediate. They're hurt. They're scared. They immediately want to run to mom or dad, and they just want to be held tight. Like there's something about Band-Aids and moms and dads that just make things better. And there's just something about a kid being close to their mom or dad that just brings them this peace that really can't be explained. And just being honest for myself, I'm, I'm 35 years old. I'm a grown adult. Yet I know for me personally, I still feel the same exact way even today. A couple of weeks back, just being honest, I had a really, really hard day. It was one of those days where it's like, can the day end? It's only 10 a.m. Okay, but can it still end? Like, would it be weird if I just went and slept the rest of the day? Okay, I'm going to do it anyways, you know? Like one of those days where it's like, oh my goodness, is this ever going to end? And so the last thing I did that day was I called my dad. Dad answered the phone. And he just asked how I was doing. And I told him, I said, Dad, it's honestly been kind of a rough day. And other than reassuring me and encouraging me and telling me that everything was going to be all right, he just listened. Those minutes that we didn't say a word, we just sat on the phone just still. He just listened, and I was so glad that I called him. And I know it's not true for, for everyone. Maybe for you it's a friend or it's your spouse or it's a different family member for you, but for me, my dad, he's just this calming, peaceful presence. And just even talking with him on the phone, like he wasn't even in the room, just talking with him on the phone brought peace to my life. 
But here there's so much more than just talking with my dad. On a daily basis, what I truly long for is God's peace in my life. Like in the midst of stress and hurt and conflict and the different crap that each day brings, I just long for God's supernatural peace to fill me from the inside out. Just long for it. This is one of those moments where like, man, I have no peace. I just long for Jesus. I long for it. And once more, how do we get it? Jesus. How do we get it? Spend time with Jesus. How acknowledge Jesus? How open up the Bible and learn more about the heart of Jesus? How talk with Jesus? How stay close to Jesus? Because Jesus, get this, he isn't just a peaceful person like my dad is. Instead, Jesus, he is the very source of where all peace comes from. He isn't just another person like that's kind of peaceful to be around. Instead, he is the very beginning, the very beginning where all peace comes from. And here's the truth more than almost anything else. What we celebrate each Christmas is the simple but wonderful truth that God is with us. I mean, we do not serve a far-off distant God, and he's not a God that is hard to find, and he's not a God who tries to hide himself. Instead, he is the God who so loves us that he sends us Jesus, and even in his name, Emmanuel, he reminds us over and over again, I am with you. I am with you. I'm near you. I'm closer. I'm I'm so, I can't even explain how close I am. What's the very last words? This was powerful. The very last words in the book of Matthew. What are they? It's Jesus speaking after the cross and resurrection. He says, surely know that I am with you always till the very end. One more time. Christmas, it brings us Jesus and how do it brings us peace. And how do we get it? Jesus. Christmas brings us peace. How do we get it? Jesus. So that's the first question. How do we get it? Jesus. And then the second question is just as simple. And here it is. Once we get it, once we have God's peace in our lives, what do we do with it? The answer, we bring it to others. Again, once we, once we receive this peace, once Jesus fills us with his stillness, his wholeness, his rest, his peace, what do we do with it? We bring it to others. Like once we receive it, we have to offer it and bring it to others ourselves. You see, God's peace, the peace that comes from Jesus, it starts on our insides. But it was never, ever, ever meant to end there. It wasn't just something for us to keep and hold on to. Instead, it was meant to be brought to others. His peace was meant to impact our relationships. It was meant to change the way that we talk with strangers. It was meant to completely alter the way that we treat people who are completely different than ourselves. I mean, through our words and our actions and our attitudes and our decisions and our influence, God's peace, it should just be spilling out of us. Again, not only when our life is perfect, but also when our life's imperfect. And not just with people that we love, but honestly, some people that annoy and honestly, some people that might, we might hate. And not just on our good days, but also on our bad days, even in the most stressful of situations. We should just be bringing God's peace to this person and that person and that person. That person hurt me, but God's peace. And and that person wronged me, but God's peace. And I don't know that person, God's peace. And they're so different from me. We disagree on everything, God's peace. And just to our spouse at home, God's peace. And our coworkers, God's peace. And when we're getting coffee at the barista, God's peace. We just offer God's peace to this person and that person. And you might say, well, Adam, that's not even realistic. Like, I, that doesn't even, that sounds like a fairy tale. That just doesn't sound real. I mean, there's no way that I can do that. 
Like, I'm naturally a jerk, and I'm not a peaceful person. Like, my spouse would tell you, I'm not a peaceful person. At the workplace, I'm not a peaceful person. Instead, I'm an anxious person. You don't know my coworker. That's awesome, but you don't know my spouse. That's wonderful that you say, offer God's peace, but you don't know my family members. You don't know my neighbors. I mean, they are so hard to love. And so I just got to ask Adam, like, how is that even possible? Well, I'm so glad that you asked, because that brings us right back to answer number one, how Jesus you just don't know my situation. Like right now, there's so much. Like I'm working and I'm doing school and I'm trying to be a dad and I'm trying to do like all this. You don't even understand. Like how is that even possible? I'm glad you asked because that brings us back to an army of angels. But that's not even possible. Like you don't know how restless I am. Like I just lost this person in my life. I'm still grieving. I'm so lonely. Like I just went through this divorce. Like you don't understand. Like how can I possibly bring peace to somebody else? I'm so glad that you asked because that brings us back to a great assembly of angels. So glad you asked. An army of angels. Glory to God in the highest. Peace on earth to those whom God is pleased with. Again, how do we get it? Jesus. Once we have it, what do we do with it? We have to. We must. It's not peace. It's not God's peace. If we don't, we have to bring it to others. Now, closing things up today, I just want to say it for you. At all of our campuses, I just wanted to say this for you. This Christmas, like today on your own, it's possible that you have no peace in your life right now. You have none. You might even feel guilty about it, especially as a Christian. Like, I should know this in Christmas and Jesus. Like, I still, Adam, I don't have any peace in my life. I'm restless. I'm broken. Like, I don't, I don't have any peace. I mean, it's possible that you're here today and you're exhausted. Life is crazy, and then you get into this season. You're supposed to put a happy face on it. You're just more and more exhausted. You're just trying to survive. Maybe you are grieving the loss of someone that you loved, a parent, a friend, a child. It was a miscarriage no one even knows about. Maybe there's an unmet desire that you've been praying for. Like, you just so badly want to meet someone yourself. You so badly want this job. You never get it. You so badly want to get into school. Like, you just so badly want to have a kid. It seems like kids are, like, falling from the sky except in your house. Maybe there's a broken relationship and you're nuts about it. Like, you just want your friendship back. You want your friend back. Your brother back. Maybe you're not even sure why it's work, something else, but you're distressed and you're filled with anxiety. And honestly, this Christmas, it might feel like you're in a war. Again, today on your own, it's possible you do not have any peace. But thankfully, again, the truth is, is that we are not on our own. We're not. Instead, God is with us and he offers us his peace. And we're told his peace, it surpasses all understanding. Like, it can't be described. Like, we could stay here for hours, and we couldn't grasp, we couldn't fully describe. Just, how this, uh, just I just can't explain God's peace. It doesn't make sense. But hear this this Christmas. No matter what we're going through, no matter if our life is perfect or it's imperfect, no matter if we're restless or not, stressed or not, broken or not, no matter if our work is good or not, no matter if our marriage is good or not, no matter if our private life is good or not, no matter if it feels like we're in a war or not, I just want us to hear this. Jesus longs to bring peace to us and through us. This Christmas, right now, like right in your season, I'm not talking about the person next to you. I'm talking right to you. Jesus longs to bring peace to us and through us. Let's pray. Gracious Father, Heavenly King, we're 
We're so thankful that you send us peace itself, Jesus. And God, I I pray for all of us that we just run towards you, Lord, that we just run towards you. We kneel before you, Lord. This Christmas, when we're restless, we talk with you. This Christmas, when we're we're broken, we'd open up your word and, and read your truth. This Christmas, we just get close to you. We just be still with you. We just get quiet with you. Maybe just listen to you. Just be just near you. Like just like a kid, like our immediate reaction, like the moment, like you wouldn't have to be, you wouldn't have to even tell us, like we're scared, we run to our Father. We're worried, we run to our Father. We run to you, Jesus. Lord, we love you so much. We thank you for your peace that can't be described. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen.